Welcome to a special bonus episode of the Jesus Calling Podcast, featuring multiple guests who have appeared in their own episodes of the Jesus Calling Podcast to talk about the blessings God has brought their way and how being grateful, even through the hard times, has changed their lives. We'll start with a thought from Pastor Max Licato. We can discover a happiness that's not dependent upon circumstances. Really, the kind of happiness that's described in the Bible, the kind of joy that's taught in Scripture, is a happiness that's deeply rooted in what God has done for us and who we are in God, rather than circumstances around us. I know our habit is to be happy if certain things are happening. Our joy can be contingent upon circumstances or environments, but that's a risky and that's a fragile type of joy. The best kind of joy is to seek to pursue that kind of joy that is independent of any external circumstances. It takes a decision on our part. And that's not to say that our emotions are not going to come and go and, and fluctuate. But that is to say that there is a a deeply rooted type of contentment or joy that is discoverable and is really worth the pursuit. Daily practices like, like journaling matter because we need the practice of recording what we're learning. There's something about recording what we're learning that enables it to stick more deeply within our system. And as we record what we learn, then we can go back and reflect upon what we learn. I've got a shelf full of journals, and these journals come in handy when I want to look back and say, what was going on that year? I know something was bothering me. I've gone through the journals on occasion and and made a list of all the ways God was answering prayer, and it helps me remember the ways that God answers prayer. So the question, how can we start journaling and stick with it? (laughs) We just do it. I mean, it really kind of comes down to that. Here's what you do. Get the kind of journal that you can take with you everywhere you go. Don't get anything big and massive. Don't get anything too tiny you get lost. Get you something that you can put in in whatever you take with you and put it in a place where you often find it. I keep mine next to the desk where I have my morning readings so that I don't have to keep up with it. So just get something that's handy. Get yourself a pen that you like to use. It doesn't have to be a fancy journal. I simply write the date, and then I write down what's happening in my life, what verse that I might be learning or or what God is trying to teach me. And if I miss a day or two, I don't beat myself up, but I try to do it more often than I not, and I find that it becomes something that's just a habit. It becomes a part of my life. So really the answer is just get started and give it a go. And so this this idea of keeping a, a journal of the way we make other people happy or the way God blesses us is just simply a way of trying to learn and remember all the wonderful ways that God is good to us. Author and speaker, Sarah Jakes Roberts. I think the very basis of our faith says that there is redemption and that salvation is available for our shame, for our depression. And yet it was difficult for me to fully connect the dots. It took a step of faith for me to believe that maybe that applied to me too, not just the woman who's on the other side of the pew or my neighbor, but this same redemption is available to me. And I started walking that out in faith. And through that process, 10 years of going back and forth, I finally kind of hit this point in my life where I had to ask myself, is this how you're going to continue to live your life under this cloud of shame 
or will you dare to evolve? And that's the journey that I've been sharing with women ever since. God has faith in women, but the question is, do we have a culture and society that reflects God's heart for women? And what are we willing to do to step into what God already gave us? And we have to shed shame and fear and pride and ego in order to step into that. And I feel like that's my calling is to help women step into that power. What has blessed me so much is that this message that I speak about overcoming shame, about overcoming abortion, about wanting to still have redemption in your life, about coming to a place where you really have humility towards God, it doesn't matter what color we are on the inside. We're all trying to sort through the sin of life and missing the mark and wondering where we fit. And I have found that sometimes we allow things to divide us that keep us from actually being able to edify one another because of the barriers that exist in culture. But there's power when women come together and the more diverse and more beautiful and more honest and more transparent, the more power power exists. And I believe in every woman, there is an Eve and a Mary. And my goal is to make sure that maybe you're Mary when it comes to business. Maybe you're Mary when it comes to your marriage, but maybe you're a little Eve when it comes to your diet or you're a little Eve when it comes to your parenting or dealing with your shame. But I believe every part of us can make our way to that divinity where we are able to manifest God's vision for our life. We have such a culture that pushes us on self-care. You got to get your nails done. You need to work out. You need to take care of yourself. They call that taking care of yourself. For me, what's most important to me is soul care. That's taking 10 minutes when I can find it in the morning and being present with God. God's presence is always available to us, but sometimes we are present in our life so much so that we miss out on God's presence. And so I take as much time as I can. Sometimes it's 10 minutes, sometimes it's an hour, and I choose to be present with God. But there are moments, even when I'm driving in my car, where I don't just let myself just drive. I choose to be present with God. And in that time, I'm able to center myself. I'm able to tap into His peace, into His power, into His vision and bread, that daily bread for the day. I love Jesus calling in in devotionals like this in general, because one, it gives us something to look forward to. A lot of times we feel like we want to be closer to God, but we don't know how to start. And I don't know what I'm looking for when I read the Bible, but to have this guided assistance. And this is for someone who is a Bible scholar or someone who is brand new to the faith, to be able to look at the scripture from a different perspective and to come to it every single day and be reminded of the promises of God, the ability that is available to us, I think is so powerful. Actor and author, Matthew McConaughey. I was the youngest son of, of three. I have two older brothers. Pat's my older brother, who's 57 or 58 now. And then Mike Rooster's the oldest one, who's 64 or 65. We were raised Methodist. Went to church every Sunday. We're pretty active in the youth groups on Sunday evenings and sometimes Wednesdays. We always, you know, what has become an extended church is we always uh, went around the horn and said our prayers of gratitude before meals, which I still continue to do that to this day. Methodists are, are, are a lot about thanks and are a lot about gratitude, you know, being thankful for what we have 
that belief has helped led me to understand and believe that the more we're thankful for, the more we will create in our lives to be thankful for, which I do believe that's a fact. We have what's called a gratitude circle where everyone goes around and says something they're thankful for out loud. These kids did not want to say out loud something they're thankful for. Number one, that ain't cool, right? And they felt pressure until one day Camille and I were in the gratitude circle and I noticed they were all just kind of going, oh, I'm thankful for the Jessica Thurman program. The next one would mumble the same thing. Oh, I'm thankful for the Jessica Thurman program. The next one would mumble the same thing. And I was like, oh, I feel like these kids are feeling like there's a big weight on them to like reveal some deep thing in their soul. And I was like, I got to pop this proverbial bubble here. And it got to me in the thank you circle. And I said, I'm thankful I woke up this morning and got a great smooch from my wife. And all of a sudden, I remember saying, hey, you can be thankful for little fun things. And so all of a sudden they go, I'm thankful Halloween's coming up. I'm going to get some candy. Another one said, I'm thankful, you know, I got a new pair of shoes and they is hot. And I was like, yes. Well, what happened once they started to share these light, fun things? I'm thankful it's Friday, whatever. They then started to reveal these deep things. My grandmother got out of the hospital. My sister is doing better than she ever has with her diabetes. My dad got a job. And all of a sudden, they started to reveal these things. And then the biggest compliment of that is that now kids come over and go, oh, what I love about the gratitude circles, I'm hearing my peers say thank you for things in their lives that I have in my life. I've always taken for granted and never said thank you for. To see a young man or woman come up with bright eyes and wet eyes and go, thank you so much for this class. It has changed my life. It's changed how I respect myself, how I respect my mother, how I respect my brothers. It's opened my, I had never left my neighborhood before. And you guys gave us a field trip where I got to go to the beach and clean up a beach. I'd never even seen it. And I was only 20 miles from it and I haven't seen it in 15 years. And now I got to go. You've opened my eyes to how big this backyard is in the world that we live in. And now I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, applying to colleges that maybe aren't even right down the street because I've got new courage to do that, to dream. Thank you for these motivational, these speakers that come talk to us and open up our eyes. And I go, I can see myself and them and hear how they got back on the right track when, when they were on the wrong track. So that feels really good to me. Singer and author Ellie Holcomb. I found a lot of comfort and hope in being able to come as I am, whether it's with fear or doubt or suffering or questions or joy. And just to say, God, here I am. I feel like a mess. <laughs> but I am so grateful that because of Jesus, we can come as we are with all of our mess before you and pour out our hearts to you. We got that call that nobody's ever ready for, that the test came back positive and that my dad had cancer. And my dad was actually producing the record, so we were in pre-production. And I remember being so afraid. I mean, I called all my friends who had lost parents and just like grieved with them just because I think when it becomes personal, you just like, oh my goodness, I cannot imagine losing my, my dad. And I'll never forget mom and dad a week after the diagnosis, you know, in that time when you just have no clue what the journey is going to look like. And I guess none of us really do. But mom wanted to have a praise and worship night at their house. 
we all thought she was kind of crazy a little bit, but it was her birthday, so she pulled the birthday card and got everybody to come. And I remember I was standing on the edge of the room, honestly, just afraid, feeling fear more than anything else. And um, had the privilege of watching my mom and dad run into all of the unknown and all of the potential darkness and sorrow ahead of them with their hands raised in the air, praising God. And there was something irresistible about that to me. And I ended up in the middle of the room that night, right next to them, praising God and encountering the peace and the presence of God in a way that will mark me for the rest of my life. Jesus was so near. He was so near. And I did not want to forget. And so I feel like that's what David does. He's like, hey, remember, awake my soul. Remember the Lord is faithful. Where are you, God? Remember he's faithful. And so there is this beautiful kind of self-dialogue that happens in the Psalms a lot where he's saying, remember what he's done. This isn't the end of the story. One day, everything sad is coming untrue. And uh, man, that was extremely hope-inducing to me. It's like God had shown me that He's faithful through all these things, and He's like, okay, and we're gonna, and here, here it is again, unknown, suffering, sickness, hard, and here I am again. And I love, um, I wrote a song about a week after this called Find You Here that's on my record out of Philippians 4, 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God that transcends all of our understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I am just, I'm so grateful that he kind of just took me deeper in and higher up. And I guess that's what he continues to do with us. He loves us enough not to leave us as we are. And dad is in remission now, which we're so grateful for. And we know that's not the end of every cancer story. And we know that, you know, in our own family, having lost, you know, family members to cancer. But man, I love the posture of hope that mom and dad took as they walked through that because it wasn't a hope that like ignored the suffering or pretended like it wasn't there. It was a hope that looked at the suffering dead in the eyes and says, we see you, but Jesus died on the cross and he walked out of the grave and we know that this suffering isn't the end of our story ultimately. And uh, I'm so grateful for, for that tangible experience of that hope. Hall of Fame quarterback, Kurt Warner. I was fortunate to have a lot of success in the game, but the biggest part of things is how many people can associate with my story and the fact that life doesn't always play out as you want it to. And sometimes there's struggles and perseverance that you have to have along the way to ultimately accomplish your goal. So um, through all those ups and downs, uh, finally got uh, that second chance in the league and, and was fortunate to uh, to turn it into a pretty good career and uh, finishing up just a couple years ago by uh, being selected into the Hall of Fame. It's amazing, you know, the Bible tells us that God works all things together for good of those who are called according to His purpose.
You know, I just remember thinking, well, this sounds really good, but what in the heck does that mean as you're going through, you know, all these trials and these struggles and all these speed bumps in life? And it's amazing that oftentimes I don't think we really understand that verse until we're five years removed or we're 10 years removed and we can look back and go, aha, now I see what God was doing there. And now I see how he worked that together for good. And that's very much how I look at, you know, my career and my journey. I can't tell you how many times I sit back and go, why me? You know, why couldn't I have been the top draft pick? You know, why couldn't it have been easy for me? Why did I have to go through all these hoops and go through all these struggles to get to that point? And then I look back now and ask the same question, like, why me? God, why did you choose me for this story that no one else will ever have? You know, this unique story that has a chance to impact more people because of the journey than anything accomplished on the field. And and I think so often, even when we're doing devotionals and even when we're trying to connect to God, he just seems so far away, you know, that we're trying to bring light to him or bring a voice to him through the words of other people. And that's actually how I heard about Jesus Calling the first time is somebody sent me a copy of it and said, hey, check this out. This is a devotional that's a little bit different than probably what you've used up to this point. Give it a shot. And, you know, that's been a huge blessing in all of this as well. It's gone a long way in helping me with my faith journey as I've been challenged by different things and encouraged by different things. And I'm just going to read a little bit of this because it's my birthday. And so it spoke to me that just starts out by saying, thank me for the very things that are troubling you. And, you know, I just think that that first line, when you look back at my journey and, you know, so often, you know, you're going through all these trials and struggles and I'm just going, you know, God, why? You know, why am I going through all these things? It was much later where I came to the point where it was like, hey, God, thanks for all those things. You know, thanks for all those trials and struggles that I went through because it really shaped who I was and shaped my journey. But it says, thank me for the very things that are troubling you. Thankfulness awakens you to my presence, which overshadows all your problems. And just again, to me, it it hits home because it's my birthday, but it's my journey. And I think it's so many of our journeys is that, you know, we'd like to think that life's going to be perfect and everything's going to work out in our favor and and everything's going to be roses, even when we commit our life and we try to walk by faith. But I think what life tells us is that there's a lot of things going on in this world and there's a lot of people and there's a lot of forces working against what we're trying to accomplish that there are gonna be struggles and there are gonna be trials. And it's amazing to step back and go, you know, God, I don't know what you're doing in the midst of this trial, but thank you for it because I know in this, you are going to do something that's unique and special. former Army Captain Harold Earls. I, I feel incredibly just grateful and humbled and proud, honestly, that the past you know year and a half, two years, I was able to show up to Arlington National Cemetery. Every day I would drive in at 4.30 in the morning and I would see you know 250,000 white headstones. Everything that makes me proud to be an American, I would see on a daily basis. And so for me to have the, the opportunity to serve there uh, with just an extraordinary group of, of young men and women has honestly been a highlight of my life so far and something that I, I am thankful for. 
the two of the unknown soldier, it's, it's humbling when you see it every day. I mean, it never got old. It was incredibly humbling. And I think everyone who goes there realizes that people sacrifice so much for you to be where you are, right? That this country has, although we have our flaws, our flaws are still worth fighting for. This still is the greatest country on earth. Every morning, so I would show up to work at, at 5 a.m. stat, I would do PT, and then immediately following that, I would always do a devotional. The reason I think it's so important is to start your day off right. And that's something that I've had to work at because I'll tell you, when you start your day off with Jesus calling and, and with, with prayer and with devotions, there's just something about your day. It has your eyes immediately fixed on Him. No matter the challenges you face, the leadership struggles I would face at the tomb, uh, I always had it fixated on God from the very beginning. We are tasked by Congress to maintain the highest standards and traditions in this nation. And, and the reason we do that is because of the unknowns. The unknowns that are on the plaza, that are on America's most hollow ground, they give up everything, right? We, we don't know their faces. We don't know their names. Their families will never know who they are. And so we put forth everything we had every single day. We've been guarding 30,000 consecutive days. And the reason we do that is to bring them honor, right? And that people, men and women that were so brave, right? That we don't even know who they are made those sacrifices for you and I so that we could have, you know, the religious freedoms that we have, so that we could worship the God that we worship, so that we can go to church on Sunday and say, pray Jesus in public. I feel just honored um, and grateful that I got to, to be there for the time that I did. Actress, producer, and singer, Rita Wilson. My faith has evolved as I've gotten older because for one thing, it's different. It's it's not the same as when you're younger because the things that you think you want when you're younger are very different. And having been blessed with really an extraordinary life, you almost become more thankful. You can't take credit for it in a way. I feel like everything that I do, anything that good that is coming out of it, I believe is from a higher power. I'm a big believer in prayer. Well, it's the way I start my day, so I don't get out of bed without saying a prayer of gratitude. It's funny because it's like, are you getting bored hearing all this? Because it's like, I'm thankful for this, and I'm thankful for that, and I just go through my list, and I pray for the people that are, you know, struggling or need a, a little bit of extra support, but I really do start my day with a prayer of gratitude, and I'm saying prayers throughout the day. I think everybody well, not everybody, but a lot of people do that. So for me, it's just a part of my day, really. So the first copy of Jesus Calling was a gift to me by my friend Faith Hill, and it was the leather-bound one. I still have it. And then I think I told Kristen Chenoweth about it, so she now has it. And it's so funny because sometimes now that we have the app, the app is great too because it's with you everywhere. Um, but now that there's the app, I will send quotes back and forth to my friend. Have you like? Have you read Jesus Calling today? How about this quote? Because there's always it's like I don't know, crazy that sometimes you'll read the passage from the day and it's exactly what you need to hear that day. I don't know. That is crazy. And I love on the app that you can mark your favorites, and that's very helpful. What I love about the book is that it's a devotional. Like, there are so many different devotionals, meditative devotionals, um, you know, spiritual devotionals. But for me, what I love about it is that 
uh, Sarah Young, the writer, has basically taken her own sort of meditations on scripture and made them into a way that feels very accessible and very manageable so that it's personal in a way and it makes it feel more connected than just reading scripture. And the older I've gotten, I I think it's about much more of a trust and much more of a faith that things are going to be okay. One of my favorite quotes in the Bible, it's in the middle of a longer quote, but who by worrying could add one hour to their life? And that has given me a lot of peace because you can spiral into the craziest sort of thoughts. And when you let go of that piece of it, it's very, very helpful. This is from March 23rd. I am a God of both intricate detail and overflowing abundance. When you entrust the details of your life to me, you are surprised by how thoroughly I answer your petitions. I take pleasure in hearing your prayers, so feel free to bring me all your requests. The more you pray, the more answers you will receive. Best of all, your faith is strengthened as you see how precisely I respond to your specific prayers. Because I am infinite in all my ways, you need not fear that I will run out of resources. Abundance is at the very heart of who I am. Come to me in joyful expectation of receiving all you need, and sometimes much more. I delight in showering blessings on my beloved children. Come to me with open hands and heart, ready to receive all I have for you. So good. I like the psalm that goes along with this too, because it says her in it. I will bless her with abundant provisions. Her poor will I satisfy with food. Thank you, Psalm 132.15. Thank you for listening to this special bonus episode of the Jesus Calling podcast about blessings and gratitude. Also, be sure to check out the new prayer devotional from Sarah Young, Jesus Listens, now available everywhere. If you like what you heard during this episode, be sure and subscribe to the Jesus Calling podcast wherever you get your podcasts so you can hear the full stories from each of these guests and many more. Plus, you'll be alerted about each of these monthly bonus episodes. For more information on Jesus Calling and Sarah Young, please visit JesusCalling.com or join the conversation on our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and TikTok.